This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Tig. Cheryl. I don't know what happened during this podcast. Yeah. But the wheels came all the way off. It was it was fun. I'm trying to recover from it because I I yeah, yeah it's we had some hard laughs. We had some hard show stopping like yeah. Yeah. And when I say show stopping, I just mean no, we really couldn't keep talking. Well, no, the show kept going. Right, I guess Thomas didn't stop it. No. No, but there's just going to be empty space where we're just laughing about. Laughing. No, I couldn't even tell you what we laughed about. Also, uh, Snurkbulls, Cheryl and I are going to take a short hiatus. We've been doing this show for almost three years. and Three years. Isn't that insane? It's crazy balls. Yes. I know. When I think about when we first started and I was in my closet and you were in your closet. Yeah. I know. We've We've come so far. So far out of those closets. We still have a couple of pre-recorded episodes coming out, but um, after May 8th, we will begin our hiatus. We'll also be updating the feed, some updates about yeah, life, our and lives, what, we're what doing, we're working on, maybe replaying some popular episodes until we're back. A lot of people have questions about how things started, how Snurkbull mm. started. Yeah, now's the time to really catch up on catch up on, on the everything. why of it all and re-listen, <laughs> re-listen. to things. Yes. Follow us on on social media, and we will keep you updated. And and we will be back soon. Uh, we should probably just get right to it because it's a lot. Actually, yeah, we say that every week. We <laughs> act, we do that every week where we're like, oh, there's just so much. We just got to get right to it. We just it's a lot and nothing at the same time. Yeah. Well, let's just hop right in, ladies and jerks. Welcome to Losing Sight of Shore. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl. Um, <laughs> I hear a train in the background. <laughs> I know. I'm at my cousin's house still in Mississippi. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the train goes by in the day and in the middle of the night. And oh. it, it truly, the, the beds just kind of rattle, shake, shake. just shake a little... Just a little back and forth until the train heads out of town. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, that might happen here and there. Okay. All right. Well, we welcome it. Nice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I I have to tell you. Please do. You know, I'm out here for my my stepfather's memorial that was very delayed. And uh, we went to the graveyard for the funeral. And my brother was... He was going to speak, and then I was going to speak. But anyway, he got up first to do it. And, you know, they have the green turf over the grave, you right. know, before. I know. And um, they didn't put plywood. Oh, no. I don't like where this is headed. Please. Okay, keep going. No, My no, brother no, fell into don't. the grave. <laughs> Dick. 
my brother fell into the grave. That can't be true. In his suit. It's true. Covered in dirt. Oh, Dick. That can't be true. Cheryl, it's true. Okay, first of all, is he okay? He's okay. When he fell in, everybody was immediately like, oh, no, like like jumping out of their seats, terrified. And then a second later, there was like a break of laughter. And then... um, Did he go... Could you see him at all? Or he just sort of disappeared? Yeah, yeah, you could see him. Oh, my God. And then he pulled himself out. Oh, and, no. um, oh, and, no. and he had dirt oh, on him. And the saddest part was that my stepfather wasn't there to see my brother fall into his grave because he would have laughed so hard. I mean, the fact that my mother... And my stepfather did not get to see that is like the biggest crime. (laughs) And your brother took it well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He laughed. I mean, everybody was so, you know, it was, of course, sad to be at this funeral. But it's also you can't not laugh at somebody falling in. Just fell into a grave. <laughs> and then afterwards, when we were all together, you know, there were 22 of us that went out to eat. And, uh, of course, it came up and we all were doing just bits, having a doing laugh. Doing bits about it. Yes. On and on. Yeah. And I was thinking of, like, how many people or families, if that had happened, would not have laughed at that. I know. You know? I, I think a lot of people wouldn't have because it's, oh, or it's yeah. you're in the middle of this tragic moment and it's hard for people to hold two thoughts yeah but the funeral home called the next morning to make sure he was okay oh that's nice well i'm sure they didn't want a lawsuit yeah (laughs) but also um yeah he's he's been taking advil and stuff okay because it hurt his leg and hip (laughs) and it was a shock well yeah he fell into a grave yeah yeah i that's Mm -hmm. that's that's a tough I mean it's a story it is a story I imagine it might end up in my well I did a second later think oh well this is a good story this is gonna end up in my uh <laughs> in your stand-up. stand-up yeah yeah oh boy so you heard it here first folks <laughs> oh my God. that is, that is a, that's probably the craziest thing I've ever heard happening at a funeral well also I don't know if I've told you there's no way to know but when my father died this also in Mississippi, he didn't have a burial plot or anything, just ashes. I think I told it on this show. Right, it doesn't matter. But it's bluebell. It really doesn't yeah, matter. Nobody yes, knows. yes, of course. If you're listening to this, doesn't you matter. know. This, yeah. yeah, yeah. Why are you listening to this? <laughs> if you're out. listening to this, why are you listening <laughs> to this? Ask yourself um, <laughs> why. Okay. <laughs> but my half-brother had my father's ashes, our father's ashes Mm. in a Ziploc bag Mm -mm. and put it in a a straw hat. Mm -mm. And we all met at our relative's house in in, uh, central Mississippi and um, went out to the graveyard Mm -mm. and brought a shovel and dug a hole on top of another relative's grave and buried my father's ashes in a straw hat in a hole. Mm. On somebody else's grave. Mm. So I've never really had a terribly normal a grave on a grave. Uh, yeah. burial in Mississippi. And well, then oh, stand by. My yeah. where I'm staying, my cousin Jimmy, his wife Beverly passed away, and Stephanie had walked in and um, heard everybody talking about how Beverly, you know, she's buried next to um, Ethel and talking about Ethel just very casually. And then Stephanie was like, I'm sorry, who is Ethel? And Jimmy said, well, Stephanie, Ethel is uh, an old woman that was uh, buried in my burial plot. And so now we have to move Beverly to another burial plot. And so now they're moving Jimmy's wife Beverly to another part of the uh, graveyard. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. This is probably a bluebell too, but somebody was telling me they were at a funeral. I think I just mm. told this. And they had a bird 
that they were they were like and like the spirit of the person that just passed <laughs> we're gonna set the bird free and the bird mm-hmm. would not fly away and it was awkward <laughs> and everybody was like this is getting awkward and the bird was like no thanks i'm just gonna hang out and uh that and is then it so flew, funny. like to like you know on top of somebody's car or something random <laughs> Not in the mood to soar away beautifully. Maybe it was afraid of heights. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. The point is, is life doesn't always go the way you think it's going to go. Right? Is that what Well, I thought you were going to say life doesn't last. Oh. (laughs) The (laughs) end. Thanks for listening, everybody. Well, see you next week. Okay, listen. Mm -hmm. Let's get right to it. (laughs) Yeah. Today, Mm -hmm. we are talking about... Losing Sight of Shore. It's a 2017 documentary directed and produced by Sarah Moshman. The documentary follows the journey of the Coxless crew and an all-woman rowing team who set out to cross the Pacific Ocean. It captures footage of the team at sea, the struggles they face, and how they persevere. Yeah. Losing Sight of Shore is available to watch on Tubi. I also watched it on something else <laughs> i don't know what you watch I it don't on know. i want to say amazon i don't know i did forget i said it oh okay i hope we cut that and he won't <laughs> but just to be clear about the coxless crew why do you think they were called that well i'll tell you mm. well first of all just for our listeners it's <laughs> it's spelled yeah. c-o-x-l-e-s-s uh-huh however there are only women on the boat okay but yeah. what I found out is when you're rowing, when when people uh-huh. are rowing, there is a okay. coxswain or the cox uh-huh. that is okay. at the front of the boat saying, you know, I don't know what they say. Row. No, that can't be it. What do they yell? Do they say row, row, row what your boat? They, <laughs> Thomas, what do they yell? <laughs> stroke. Oh, stroke. I think they say, I think they say, say stroke. But they're the ones that are um, guiding the boat, the direction of the boat. Okay. And that would be Coxful. <laughs> it would be a, a Coxful a co- group. Yeah. Um, but this was a Coxless group. Mm-hmm. And so I think they leaned into that. Yeah. They, you, know, you know what I'm saying? I do. Okay. I think you do. I do. I mean, this story was pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was, first we see stories about how there are all these failed attempts for people to row. When we're talking about rowing, rowing in a... A boat. <laughs> I wish I knew the name of what kind of boat this is. Is there a special name for a this A coxless one? boat. A coxless but boat. But you know... It's a small it boat. It is a crazy... It's a small boat. It, right. But it's kind of big for a small boat. Well, they can't... There's no... It's not a yacht. I want to say... it's not like a huge sailboat. Well, but no, it's not you, just like a little rowboat it almost is but it's not well there's like a little is it a hull part that you go down into so there's like a little cabin where two people are rowing and then the other two people are in the little cabin but the cabin you can't stand up in wait you just said there were two people in the cabin rowing and then you said (laughs) okay the Two people are sleeping. Two people are underneath. sleeping. But see, when you say underneath, you make it sound fancy. This is what I'm trying to tell people. It wasn't fancy. No. Two people are sleeping in the little cabin, and they can't, you can sit up in this cabin, but you can't stand up in this cabin. I just have to say. Are we disagreeing? I can't believe I've never heard this story before. I know. But also, I've never heard of anything. And then. Also, this seemed like the biggest nightmare on earth. I, the, when I was watching this, I was like, oh. I can't, of all the documentaries that we oh. <laughs> and they chose to do it. Okay, let's just be they clear. They chose yeah. so, to do it. So here's what happened. So we see, uh. we see at the beginning of this documentary, we see like boats that have attempted to cross the Pacific Ocean where people were being in a boat that has a motor yeah get, i would love a motor. even that's exciting uh, that'd terrifying. be hell but that yeah hell. there's no motor 
Oh. In April 2015, four women. Here's the other thing. Yes. They were doing this for breast cancer. Yes. I feel like it's such a huge accomplishment. Yes. And I had breast cancer. Yes. And they were doing this to raise awareness. How did I not hear I don't about know. this? I hadn't heard and about I it. And I just wish they had done something else, like a bed in or yeah, something, like, like John and Yoko. Yeah, like a sleep in for a happy yes. year. And oh. we appreciate it. Oh. No, these women, four women, oh. led by Laura Penhall, set out mm-hmm. to row the Pacific Ocean with no support boat. So years of planning and preparation have gone into this expedition. So these women, they oh. said, why would we have a support? Well, actually, do you want to hear Laura talk about why they didn't want a support yes, boat? Yes, please. Okay, here's Laura talking Somebody about Somebody tell me. Boat. And also, before we go to the support boat, just please don't forget my brother fell into my stepfather's grave. Okay. <laughs> the end of days is unsupported. We've got to roll with punches. That's part of the expedition. To me, if you've then got somebody following you along, it's too easy to have an option to jump out and go, we'll just jump on that bigger ship because that's going to be a bit more comfortable rather than actually riding out the storm and doing what we've set out to do. When people have second-guessed it or not believed in it. It's only driven me more to want to make it happen. Mm, that's the opposite of me. When people second-guess yeah, it, want to I'm like, cut you, off I their think options. you're right. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, I don't want to have the option of a boat saving me. It's like, <laughs> what? That's a, it's a, okay to have that option. But they said <sighs> no. They said yeah. no. By the way, when I started watching this, I... I thought, oh, I hope these women make it because it's not Mm – the conditions are so rough and it's – I don't want to say it's not a great idea because that's not fair. It's a tough idea. It's a terrible (laughs) idea. But It's a terrible idea. We have to take a break. Oh, no. Oh, no. We do. Mm. We'll be right back on Tig and Cheryl True Story to talk about – Losing sight of shore. The Coxless crew. (laughs) Be right back. My brother fell in a grave. <laughs> CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back on Tig and Cheryl True Story, talking about the Coxless crew. That's what they should have called it. They did call it. No, they should have called the movie The Coxless Crew. Oh, The Coxless Crew. (laughs) Yeah. Because then your mind kind of runs like, wild, and you're like, why oh, is it called that? What is it the called? other one's more like poetic. Yes, and which I enjoyed. But I have a question about your brother. I'm sure I can answer what, it. What, did he accidentally take a step forward? Or did he accidentally take no. a step backward? No, he, there was no accident. There was a hole, which was the grave. Right, that had and there was by the by the green turf. blanket. Or, turf. Okay, turf. Okay. And uh, did he finish his speech? And he was like, thank you. No, good night." he didn't finish. Walking. He was walking up to start the funeral. My oh. brother walked in oh. and landed in oh, my no. stepfather's grave before he said a that word. was the beginning of the funeral. There was no. No, I mean, when I say there was no accent, that was the accent. Yeah, it, that's he was walking up to speak okay and went down into the the grave oh no and then crawled out in front of it crawled out of the grave (laughs) 
dusted the dirt off of his suit. <laughs> and then did he deliver a speech? Well, then he was, uh, I think he was so stunned. Everybody was oh. so stunned. I mean, it was such a moment where you can't quite catch up to what yeah, is happening. Yeah, you're not sure what just happened. Yeah, well, I knew for sure. I had just watched my brother <laughs> fall into Cowboy Rick's grave. For anybody who watched One Mississippi, this is the character that was Bill. This is his grave. My brother was in his grave. Okay, so where were we about the we Coxless crew? We were the Coxless crew. Okay, so the plan was to alternate rowing and sleeping below deck, two hours on and two hours off. And the trip was Why? estimated to take six and a half months. I don't, where did they come up with, they didn't explain it, did they? Like, I've got a great idea. Let's do it for two hours at a time. Also, why not do eight hours on, eight yeah. hours off? I don't know. Maybe it's or, too hard on your rowing mu- Well, muscles? just even to casually, slowly row, yeah. and I think you're going to get sleep. more. Yes. Or do okay. two hours on, two hours off, two hours on, and do that for maybe a day, two days, and then do all... Well, just aimlessly floating around the ocean. <laughs> take a break and let the tide take you back to where you're But then, can you do a day then? That's we like- got a better plan. We have a coxless crew, Cheryl and I. We're coming aboard and we're going to help you guys. I would have at least yeah. done more than two hours because I feel like if you're in great shape, why not work your body longer and rest longer? Well, there must be a reason. I mean, it's probably like sprinting. Like you can only... There's no way to know. <laughs> There's... There's no way to know. There's absolutely no way to know more I know, about but this. when these women are getting tired, yes. the performance is well, lacking. Right, but that... Maybe... And so if you're just barely kind of row, row, row... I, I don't... Know. We don't know what we we're talking know. about. We this is a know. comedy podcast. We... My brother fell in the grave. Okay. So they dedicate the journey to to breast cancer care organization. And Laura uses all of her savings to construct her rowing boat. I thought it was very impressive that Laura constructed the boat and called it Doris. Uh How do you know how to build a boat? And she built it with all of these solar panels on that would run Mm -hmm. the batteries for the things that they needed, like to to uh sterilize their water that's probably not the word clean their water yeah let's say clean their water and also did we ever know why it was called doris um was it that feels like something that should have been i think maybe it's because of their their friend thomas is going to um he has google face on he does have a google face on it says here that the name doris derives from ancient greek which means dorian woman Mm. And in Greek mythology, Doris was a sea nymph. Oh, a sea nymph. A sea nymph? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, then that makes complete sense. So the Coxless crew. And the sea nymph. And the sea nymph. (laughs) Which would have been a great title. title. The Coxless crew crew and the the sea nymph. What are you doing? I'm recording my show. Show? Yeah, I'm doing a show right now. Do you want to say hi to my friends? Hi. That's your friends. Yeah, those are my friends. Okay, can you close the door so I can finish my show? Okay. Thank you. Wow. The professionalism is... (laughs) We take this very, very seriously. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh La-da-da. Putting the crew together. Emma Mitchell from Cambridge joins the team. And then they recruit mountain climber Isabel Burnham. Why not? And world traveler <laughs> Natalia Cohen. What are you thinking? Why not a, a rower? Well, that's what I would think. I felt like they kept picking up women that didn't. Um, never, never heard of rowing. That were just that like. Had never row, row, rowed a boat. <laughs> uh, and I kept thinking, I, well, I could have done this. But oh, I, I kept have, thinking Cheryl. you could not have done that. You kept thinking that? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, you never crossed my mind. <laughs> okay, you truly the, never crossed my mind. Between the two of us, 
If you yeah. if we went out to sea for six mm-hmm. months, would you bet money on yourself or on me that we would make it from well from California to Australia? Just the two of us? <laughs> no, no. But we're on the Where, crew. Wait, with your plan of rowing for eight hours and then just letting the boat go wherever it wants to go? Let it drift and then everybody back to work. No, but who, between the two of us, who who would have more fortitude to to get there? Mm. It's a tough. It's a t- it's a toss up. <laughs> I think you and I would set out. And by the way, we should have one of the what are those uh, accounts that Thomas has said we should get? Oh, uh, Patreon. Patreon. Mm. We should get a Patreon account where we do things. Yeah. Like here would be a perfect thing for Patreon. You and I should get a a paddle boat, a paddle? and we should set out a to see a paddle boat or like a rowboat. Well, whatever a rowboat. I'm like sorry, a, a rowboat boat is like you do it like a paddle. Yeah, but you with paddle. Your... Okay, doesn't matter. Let's not get bogged down. Go ahead on a boat. Let's not get bogged down. Okay, you and I are on, on a, a boat. boat. We got some paddles or rows. I mean, and oars. Uh, we set oars. out oars. <laughs> we set out to sea. Mm-hmm. And then um, I would guess we would be laughing so hard and mm-hmm. um, come home <laughs> immediately. Listen, the first wave that set us back, it would be like, I can't. This is ridiculous. I think stepping into the boat, we would capsize. I think you're right. And then we would post that video on <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> People would pay to see that. People are dying to see this. Oh, this was a 29-foot pink boat. Wow, way to come in with the facts. (laughs) (laughs) We were were trying to talk about how big it was, but this is a 29-foot boat. It's not that big, but you think it's big. I don't think... I know there are much bigger boats. I'm just saying that it's it's small. It's not a rowboat. it's not a robot. It's not what you think you're going to paddle across a pond on. Right. As I do. As you love to do. You know what I kept thinking on this too? Hmm. I cannot even imagine being in the middle of the ocean for six months and the same four people. And by the way, you're kind of just stuck with the one that, that's on your team. It's like two, two teams of yeah. two. Imagine yeah. hearing those friggin' stories over and over where it's like, did I tell you about my uncle or my brother? Bluebell, bluebell, bluebell. <laughs> All right. Uh, did I tell you when I went to school and I had that um, yep, bad day? Yeah, you did. All right. I mean, that would be day three. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do they talk about? Well, aside from that, here's what I couldn't shake. Where did they poop? No. Well, no, I figured that one off the side <laughs> okay. of the boat. But what about menstrual cycle? I thought about that for a moment, too. I guess, you know what? You're in a boat full of ladies, and it's like, you get it. Right, but where do the things go? I guess oh, overboard. No, you can't just be throwing cotton, tampon, cotton, bloody tampons overboard. People don't need to hear this. They're drinking their coffee on Monday morning. Good morning. (laughs) But it's biodegradable. What do you want them to do? They are? It's cotton. Oh. I didn't think about that. (laughs) You're really taken aback by this. I think the ocean can handle it. Well, I don't think we should be giving people an idea. I I think you would be pulled over on your boat if a a sea cop (laughs) saw you tossing your tampon (laughs) overboard. Also, you'd get a trail of sharks after you, oh, don't you think? Oh, my goodness. There's no way to know, Tig. I Please Google that as soon as we're done and see if it comes up. But that had to have been a decent conversation. Had to have crossed their minds. Where they were like... They did also, see a whale. Also, such... They, they saw a whale. Yeah, go ahead. Well, quit trying to distract me. But with such a small amount of space... Yeah. They would have had to have packed... So many boxes of tampons. Well, you're really stuck on that guy. Or maybe they did those like cups or Mm. the sometimes they have menstrual underwear. Well, listen, this is a good question for Laura. 
Penn Hall. Hey, Laura. I don't think they set out to see and were tossing tampons or maxi pads. What if somebody was like, I don't wear tampons. I wear maxi pads. Then you're going to just throw those overboard? No, you can't because they have plastic. Listen, maybe the ladies are listening and we would love for you to DM us. Yeah. Please let us know. (laughs) Please please let us know. Where the tampons went. Okay. So um, they set out to row from San Francisco to Hawaii, Mm -hmm. and then from Hawaii to Samoa, and then the final leg from Sanoa to Cairns, Australia. By the way, it was 8,446 miles. Have I ever told you that I've been to Samoa? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, probably not, because there's not... Nothing crazy happened, but I just thought it was interesting just because it's in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and I thought you might be excited by that. Pretty excited, yeah. <laughs> okay. They eat 5,000 calories a day and mostly freeze-dried Who doesn't? Ra- ration packs. I mean, that did not look good. They were like, oh. Nothing on this journey <laughs> looked good. I'm having chicken curry, and it would be a pile of powder, and then they would put water in. <laughs> and it all looked gray. Didn't it all look gray? It was like, what are they eating? These poor yeah. ladies. It was, uh, uh, A week into the trip, uh, they face high winds and big waves that soak their battery equipment, and they leave them with no signal because the solar batteries that they have that's the only way they get a signal to shore and where they're going and there's a a really nice man what's his name tony humphreys that was hey um, tony hey hey tony Tony, hey tony was keeping in touch with them every day guiding them i Mm -hmm. guess and do you think tony was ever like and ladies uh just remember no throwing your tampons uh (laughs) overboard (laughs) We've gotten a report that there's, there's a long sharks trail. Of, like the, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> sharks following your boat. Um, we have to take another oh, break. But, but okay, I would have just said they were forced to turn back okay. to um, Santa Barbara. Okay, we'll be right okay. back <laughs> on Tig and Cheryl True Story. This is a comedy podcast. Welcome aboard yes. if this is your first time. I hope you're on our little enjoying. ship. Oh. Nice. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. And we are back okay, we're on Tig and Cheryl. True, True story. story. Thanks for listening to those ads. Yeah. And mm-hmm. by the way, so after they turned back, they were feeling very discouraged and upset. But mm-hmm. they reminded themselves that they they were doing it for breast cancer and their late friend, Patricia. That was their friend's yes. name, Patricia. Yeah. One of the women was named Emma. She celebrated her 30th birthday on the boat <laughs> with like three balloons that they had blown up in that little tiny cabin. Total kegger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, man. No, no thank you. I mean, no. they have calluses. They're just in their bathing suits all day. And they, they they say that 
nothing ever dries out. Except their hands. Well, their hands. Their hands were so calloused. Well, that was... Also, I was really blown away how on top of their sunscreen they must they have been. They must have been. I was expecting... Nobody... I was expecting to see just like burnt to a crisp. Like white lips that are yeah. cracked. And yeah, these ladies knew it, what they were they doing. They all just looked great. They did all look great. Yeah. What if this all was... All right, let's not jump ahead. Okay. What if this was what? <laughs> We find out they weren't really at sea for months at a time. Okay. Day 59, they get caught at a tropical storm, and the wind starts pushing them in the wrong direction. Day 68, they can see Hawaii and pop champagne on the boat to celebrate. By the way, I was impressed that they had champagne on the boat. There's so little space, and that couldn't have been cold. (laughs) Right. No. Why? But their bed sheets were... Their bed sheets were cold. Miserable. 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 Uh, But then on day 84, they actually get to Honolulu and they get to to eat real food. I was so happy for them. Not even Maui. (laughs) Just Honolulu. (laughs) I was so happy to see them like on land. And I kept thinking, there's no way they're getting back in that boat. But they did. And now. Lizanne Van Buren, a 27-year-old tomboy from South Africa, joins the team for the Sam- – actually, they call it – I think the correct pronunciation is Samoa. Okay. But anyway, I'm not going to say it like that because it sounds like I'm trying too hard. Please. <laughs> but that's like – I spent time in Australia, and I used to say yeah. Melbourne – yeah. But I was there for so long and everybody calls it Melbourne. Mm. And then it's just, it's kind of, I could never say Melbourne ever again. I still can't. I say Melbourne. Melbourne. It's like Toronto. They say Toronto. Toronto. I like to hit the T. But I also work in Toronto. Okay. Braggadocious <laughs> alert. <laughs> hit it, girl. Okay. So listen. Me and pick my up- T hitting. <laughs> This poor Lizanne, who they pick up, she was very sweet. She was getting so sick, and she had so much seasickness, and she kept saying, there's nothing I can do except throw up on the side of the boat and keep rowing. I would be like... I'd be like, you guys turn this ship around. (laughs) I don't know, but there's nothing you can do. I guess there's nothing you can do, but... Throw up and row? I'm sure the sharks that were following that boat were just like, oh. (laughs) Oh, now this? All right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The hell's going on in that boat? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on in that boat? (laughs) Okay. Let's see. And then it was also sad because Lizanne found out that her uncle passed away from cancer while they were on the boat. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because there's footage of all of this and she was saying, it's mm-hmm. just hard. I just want to go take a walk. I need to process everything. Yeah. And there's no place to go. There's, You're just stuck in, on yeah. that boat. I don't know. I don't know. A living hell. <laughs> and then poor Emma. Emma started really struggling. Now they're all really struggling with boredom mm-hmm. and monotony. And one of them was like, I can't keep doing this. Back and forth, back and forth. Just rowing. That's all I do. It's like, oh boy, <laughs> I feel it. And I'm yeah. only watching this for an hour and a half. And I'm like, whoa, enough. I kept hoping that there was going to be some woman on the boat that was just going to be. Snap. And just like drama. <laughs> and that they were like on their GoPros or phones going, <laughs> okay, she's doing it again. She's singing, row, row, row your boat. I can't take she it. She thinks she's hilarious. I'm freaking out. And she got into the champagne that she, we were going to open yeah. in Honolulu. Right. The freeze-dried pea soup that we said yeah. don't open until. <laughs> that was my freeze-dried <laughs> pea soup, bitch. It was fascinating that you didn't see any of yeah. that. They were all very, like, even when they snapped or were throwing up, they were all business. They were Business. Even the people that are like, oh, I'm normally just a, you know, flower arranger. I don't know how I ended up on this boat. <laughs> they were, I know. Everyone was like, okay, this is what we're doing. 
Yeah. And we are all business. They were all business. I think it was Laura, also no way to know, that said, um, (laughs) you know, that they were recruiting these women that some of them didn't have any experience rowing, but um, that it was 90% mind, what's the word? Not mind space. That's not the word. Psychological. Mind fuck? (laughs) I mean, it had to be. Can you imagine on the ocean yeah. for, and no, and it kept getting, and the trip kept getting longer and longer because they kept going up against these winds that would take them off course. Of course they would. <laughs> of course these winds took them off course. <laughs> and wait, Cheryl, you yeah. feel like if you did this, you would make it to the end? Yes, I'd be a broken person. <laughs> <laughs> Physically and emotionally, I would probably be like, oh, I probably would at some point snap, like, I'm just going to row until this friggin' thing is over. Well, that I think that's what everybody was <laughs> I think doing. That is what they were doing. <laughs> that's <laughs> what you think that's some breakthrough <laughs> moment? Oh, hey, guys, Cheryl over here has decided she's going to keep rowing until we get there. And they were all obviously in excellent shape but here's what surprised me also there wasn't a single person on the boat that had like crazy muscle arms that was interesting it was (laughs) i thought for sure somebody was gonna have ripped right row arms but everybody just was like in really great shape really great shape and yeah but nobody was like hey i'm I could lift this boat with one arm kind of arm. Nobody ever said that. No, no it never came up. <laughs> it never came up. I was fascinated about the food situation. I was stuck on I know man. tampons. <laughs> yeah. That's weird that you would be more stuck on that than the bathroom situation. Well, I figured you, you just, just hang it off the hang your... that is not comfort that cannot be comfortable. Nothing about this was comfortable. Now they begin, um, now they're starting to run out of food. Mm -hmm. They're losing time because of the weather. Mm -hmm. Now their batteries are starting to fail. They have to use, this was when I got mad. (laughs) I was irate. The whole time. Two minutes in. Two minutes in. I was like, what? What are they? Why? What? Why? Also, that whole thing of like when you start something so intense like that, the energy you bring to it. And then like, it's like when you get to a restaurant where you're so excited to eat and everybody's pumped. And by the end of the night, you've had alcohol and dessert. And you're like, somebody roll me home. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) so what? Um, well, their batteries started to fail, and they had to use mm-hmm. a compass and hand pump their water supply. So when, <laughs> so when they weren't rowing and they were supposed to be sleeping for the two hours, one of them had to hand pump the water. I was like, no, that's, no. that's not okay, and I can't watch it. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. How do you think they felt pumping the water? You struggled to even watch it. (laughs) It was painful for me to watch. At 20 miles from Cairns, I hope I'm saying that right, they were forced to make landfall at another location Mm. instead of the harbor they were going to go into due to the struggles with the current and the lack of food. And first, they had to land on a beach just to make the record because if they Mm -hmm. had tried to make it to that harbor... It was possible they they weren't going to make it, and the whole thing would have been... Disqualified. Disqualified. So then, after nine months at sea... Yeah, it was only three extra months. Nine months! (laughs) Oh, my God. It would have been incredible if they put four pregnant women on this boat. (laughs) And they all came back with nine... children. Well, didn't you wonder... Listen, it's none of my beeswax... What? Well, did you wonder, was there any romance on this boat? Somebody must have a crush on somebody and then... Why? Because they're like, you know, sturdy women? Well, they were all very beautiful. 
Okay, but even and they're sitting around in their bikinis all day, and you're in a tough situation, and and it's like okay, Cheryl the horn dog, <laughs> Heinz. <laughs> oh, there was you can't was resist a... a hot woman in a bikini <laughs> oh, for a... nine months. Remember, there was a shot of the one woman that was rowing naked. Yes, but she wasn't. It wasn't a naked like, "Hey, ladies." <laughs> it was like, like I'm out in the middle. I of no- have a job to do. <laughs> And I'm headed this way. <laughs> so wait, really you're telling me. I'm saying. If you were on a boat. You put four people. If you're on a boat with three women in bikinis. And you think you're probably all going to die any second now. Okay, but why do you have, why does it have to be like, oh, I'm about to die, so I might as well hook up. It's like you know. in an elevator. Yeah, that's. Everything. Right. Why are you so scared to be in touch with your bisexuality? <laughs> Why do I have to see life ending before I embrace it? Before you start well, hitting I'm it. Just, because I'm just saying at that point, it is like, okay, life on land is something else. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, oh. Just like as far as your... Um, Oh, what's the word? Relationships and things like that. See, if I was on a boat yeah. for nine months yeah. and there were three hot guys mm-hmm. in Speedos, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's what gets you going. <laughs> yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I might be like, all right, guys, we've been out to sea for a while. I know I'm not your type. But should we just start we just screwing it? around a bit? <laughs> like, it'll be <laughs> as weird for me to be with you as you to be with me. But what else do we have to do? And we've got nine months of rowing. They said they were so bored. Yeah, probably a boob flopped in a mouth here or there. <laughs> there is no way to know unless... unless Unless one of these ladies reaches out, reaches out to lets us. us know. Yeah, what really happened? What what uh, happened? Okay, at nine months at sea, they finally complete the journey. Can I just say one thing that really bothered me? Please. When they got to Samoa, Samoa, <laughs> Samoa, mm-hmm. they were swimming like in a little, uh, wherever, it doesn't matter. They were swimming, and I just felt like ladies. You have 24 hours to dry out. Just like, <laughs> how are you swimming? Get on the land. I was like, just let yourself. Get yourself in a sauna in Samoa. Let it, let it all dry out for one second. You, I, I could not believe what I was seeing. I was like, they, they cannot be swimming. I could not. I couldn't take it. Well, as you mentioned, you'd lose your mind at sea. They didn't know what was up or they down. They're like, "We finally got here. Let's go In the water swim. we go. <laughs> Let's go for a swim." Um, and then oh. at the end, the rowers reflect on the quote, which by the way, I had never heard this quote. What's the quote? You can never cross an ocean if you're afraid to lose sight of the shore. Mm-hmm. Which I really appreciated. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you I still did wish too. it was cockless in oh no, coxless in Seattle. Cockless <laughs> <laughs> in Seattle. That has to be the Co- name of a cockless in Seattle. <laughs> oh no! Why is this hurting me? Uh uh-uh. uh Pull it together. <laughs> Okay, okay. That hurts me. Okay. (laughs) It can't be that funny. People are like, please, let this thing in. We're acting like we've been at sea for nine months. I know, it does make you, uh... Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, it hurts. Okay, here. Let's... Are you ready for final thoughts? (laughs) it's time for happily ever after thoughts where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary 
Did you cry? Uh, no. Oh. No. No. Did you? Mm-hmm. No. Yes, when they when they got off the boat. Oh, of course you did. You love <laughs> physical things that end. <laughs> they got off the boat, and the four of them stepped onto the dock together at the same oh, time. <laughs> right, of course. You had a boohoo there. It's like, they made it. Oh, they made it. Okay, who were you attracted to? <sighs> this is tough. Um. Yeah, you got four hot ladies. Well, and there were interchangeable <laughs> yeah, ladies yeah. that got on and off the boat. There was a whole, was a whole soup full of ladies. But I feel like, I can't remember which one it was. Um, what did she look like? What is uh, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> you can just Thomas one, the can one you in pick the boat. A, yeah, the, the one in the boat in the bikini. <laughs> Can you show me a picture of, it's one of the two main It's probably ones, Laura. I think. Laura was the one that, I mean, they all have dark hair too, because I was going to say she's dark. Yeah, dark there, hair it's like what I always say, if I go missing, it's like, I don't know, five, five, short brown hair, brown eyes, you'll never see me again. <laughs> but she did grow a mustache when she was living on the lamb. <laughs> or off the lamb, are you on or off the lamb? Oh, you are going to grow a mustache when you're on the lamb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're running from the law. Yeah. Right. Um, um, now we're looking at a the picture The one of that's the tallest there. Yeah, that's Laura. Okay. Hey, Laura, hey. Hey, Laura, hey. I'm going to go with Laura, too. I mean, she was so... I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> they were all very... They were all... All attractive and good shape. Um, Tig, it's your your chance for true story talk back. Do you have anything to say? Man, if it was you and Laura just adrift at sea, <laughs> Laura was going to come back pregnant. <laughs> I'd figure out a way. Yes. <laughs> as soon as the boat landed, she would run off that boat so fast. Like, oh, my God, I can't. Oh my God! That crazy woman from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Crazy pants. <laughs> okay, what were you gonna say? Do you have anything to say to these ladies uh, or to the filmmakers? This is our 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 true story talkback. I think I've said all I need to say. Okay. You know, I I want to go to the why of it all, but I know why they did it, and I respect why they did it. But I would say if if you you feel drawn to do something like this again i really do highly suggest a bed in and you can just be in bed and just and row it could have been a nicer bigger boat yeah yeah with more people yeah. why did it have to be four two two. have enough people yeah. to where people can get some rest yes don't do that to yourself yeah that's i think that's fair well i would like to tell the ladies thank you they were so strong oh. through all of this. Yeah. Ladies, you were uh -huh. so strong through all of it. And there we didn't see it. Flirty. Any... <laughs> Ladies, if you're listening, I just want you to know, I did. Do you think they're listening? Yes. Okay. Don't you think? Of course, everyone listens <laughs> I really listens hope they're not show. because we. They're probably doing something, yeah, of, you know. Of they're probably note. climbing a mountain upside yes. down. They're doing things like <laughs> They're doing things like that. But thank you for doing mm. this. Thank you for, I think they were the first people that crossed the Pacific Ocean in. Uh, I bet they'll be the last. Yeah. I mean, anybody that watches this documentary is going to be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, don't do that. But thank you for being so strong and finishing it out and representing mm. women in a really great way. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. That is all for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking about Pretty Baby Brooke oh. Shields on Hulu. Whoa. Okay, before we go, would you like to hear some true fan mail? Yes, I would. Okay, this is from Kate. Hey, Kate, hey. Hey, Kate, hey. Hey, Tig and Cheryl, hey. Just got done listening to your live episode and enjoyed every minute of it. I needed to let you know of one establishment that could... Be the destination of your road trip. Uh -oh. There is an adult entertainment club 
just outside mm-hmm. of my hometown in Dubuque, Iowa, called Shakers. I Googled it to make sure it still existed, and it appears to be under new management and is now oh. called New Shakers. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the name. (laughs) Two selling points. Number one, it is a juice bar, which means you can bring in your own tart meanies. And two, my parents would be happy to host you at their 15-acre flower farm located just minutes away from the establishment. My father and I are avid snorkels and never miss an Mm. episode. Thanks for all the laughs. Wow. But wait a second. Yeah. Is it still an adult entertainment? club that just has juice i don't go there (laughs) (laughs) i think so oh well that's nice a health a healthy adult club and so kate and her dad are snark bowls yeah how cute is that and they have a flower farm that's so cute that is the cutest what are they perfect (laughs) 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 that makes them perfect because they listen to this okay and have a flower farm and a flower farm. Okay, this is from Christina. Hey, hey Christina, Christina. Hey. Hey, Tegan, Cheryl, and Thomas. Oh. Hey. Okay. I was listening to this week's episode, Senior, when I realized I was finally able to contribute something to the melting pot of snorkel conversations. Ooh. As soon as talk circled around what happened, <laughs> I really thought this was going to be... <laughs> Okay, stick with it. As soon as talk circled around what happens to balls when a man does the splits, I knew we could help. I immediately texted my husband to see if he... I don't know if I can finish reading this. If he would be interested in doing the splits naked for me. And his answer was, I have no idea where that came from, but I'll do the naked splits for you anytime. Oh, well, that's an... (laughs) That is a great husband. We decided we needed a variety of information. So he did the splits pre and post shower, which, as you can imagine, could give us different results. Oh, no. However, in each experiment, we came to realize his muscular glutes. I promised I would explain them that way. Touch the floor before anything else. Oh. It's not what I expected. <laughs> Although I wasn't able to report which way balls go during the splits, it was awfully fun to try to help solve the great mystery. <laughs> Another video that would be great for Patreon. <laughs> Plus seeing the looks on our teenagers' faces when I told them what we were doing in the bathroom. <laughs> was priceless (laughs) those teenagers (laughs) thanks so much for the podcast it truly makes me laugh out loud like no other oh oh christina and husband you guys thank you for thank you for that teenagers thanks for being patient (laughs) with your weird parents are they yelling through the i hope it was through the door okay tig i really i have to go rest my face Okay. Um, do you have anything that you want to promote? I do. Um, Cheryl. Yeah. I have a show coming up in Vegas. It'll be my Ooh. third time in Vegas, Vegas in, I think, in a month. Whoa. I did a corporate gig, and then I did a private wedding where people flew me out to tell some jokes. And now I'm going back to do a theater. June 2nd, I will be in Las Vegas. I've been having yeah. so much fun, surprisingly, in Las Vegas. And then uh, June 23rd, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yes, Vegas, Las Vegas. June 2nd, Las Vegas. And then also, I want to remind people to please check my website for tour dates. And also, I'm going to be announcing my next special. We'll be taping soon. What Mm. city, what date. But Mm. lastly, July 21st, Jacksonville, Oregon. July 22nd, Eugene, Oregon, mm-hmm. and the road goes on forever. Yeah. Do you have anything? Oh, and my oh. other podcast, Don't Ask Tig. Yeah, Don't Ask Tig. Tig, there's absolutely nothing going on with me. <laughs> okay. 
But I do want to tell everybody to get some some swag from the show because we have some really cute, funny stuff. Uh, go to podswag.com really slash true story. Podswag.com yes. slash true story. Just in time for the holidays. <laughs> Memorial right. Day. Coming up. Summer Fourth break. Of July. Fourth of July. Get your stuff. Okay, Tig. Should we do it again? Yes. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobasich, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast.